Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to our new Aston Villa podcast, Claret and Blue. I'm Matt Kendrick, football editor at Birmingham Live. Aston Villa through and through for my sins. I'm joined by... Ashley Priest, yeah, our Aston Villa writer. That's it, yeah. We're um, a bit nervous. It's our, it's our first edition yeah. of the relaunch. Yeah. Um, we haven't quite done a Matty target and uh, puked all over the floor, uh, but it has been uh, yeah. a, a bit anxious. We want to make sure that, that we, we, we make this an all-singing, all-dancing uh, extravaganza. And what better way to kick off than with, with an Aston Villa victory? You know, we're not going to be able to promise you one of these every week. No, uh, no, but hopefully we'll be able to promise you promise you an Aston Villa victory one week in three. We should just see us eco over the line on 39.3 points. <laughs> uh, last night, Ash, we were both there at yeah. uh, Fortress Villa Park yeah. for, for the victory over Newcastle. What, what, what are your thoughts? Routine win, as always. <laughs> not, um, yeah, first half was brilliant. You've seen that from the team, the team sheet Dean Smith put out. Dropping marvellous, no need for the insurance policy in there. We're going to go at Newcastle at the throat. There for the taking. They play 5 4 1, didn't they? And he went, he, yeah, he set out from the, the outset, was there for all to see. We're going to go at Newcastle at the, uh, right from the off. And um, yeah, Hurahan, brilliant scoring, setting one up. And yeah, I mean, the first half, that, that, that did the job, didn't it, in the end? Um, our guys getting in the act as well. Great to see it. everyone on form. Near enough sellout crowd as well, month before Christmas on a Monday night. Spot being on Sky, says everything at the moment, and yeah, made all the more sweet tackles. Obviously, Bruce is in the other dugout. Yeah, it was a proper Bruce versus Smith or Smith versus Bruce because the way Newcastle was set up reminded me, and you'll get used to these crap analogies as the time goes on, dear podcast listeners and viewers. You know those old kind of maze puzzles where you got that little steel ball bearing and you had to shake it around. You, it, everywhere you looked was blocked, yeah, but you had to shake it around till you could find the gap. Yeah, it was like that. They were so kind of set up and kind of entrenched and encamped that I thought God this is going to be a bit of a slog this is mm. so I was delighted that it took uh, and I heard Jack and, and, and Conor Hurahan talking about this this free kick after the game I was delighted that they had that little bit of inventiveness and it must have killed Bruce I think for to be out to be done by two set pieces Yeah. but the way that they created that, that first one for mm. Conor yeah. I mean the goalie didn't didn't have a clue the didn't way move. the way it snuck in at the near post and it needed something like that it needed something yeah. like to to bring Newcastle out but yeah, as yeah. soon as that happened you know I thought you know you're joking about routine when it's never a routine win for Aston Villa you know we we've all followed Villa long enough to realise that nothing's ever straightforward no. and those ten minutes at the start of the second half were particularly kind of hairy I thought but after that once Villa had kind of got to grips with it again for the the latter part of the second half could have been five or six I thought oh god um, yeah. You know, Jack was brilliant, but his finishing probably probably was the only only mm. thing thing that let him down. Um, but it's important. It's important to, to win the, the the games, the league within the league, isn't it? The, those games when you're playing the opposition who, around you. who are going to be going to be near you. They were thereabouts. Yeah. Um, it was um, Villa played well for once and got the result for once. Which got, this season's been the story of the year, hasn't it? Playing well and not getting anything. Last night they did that. Proves a point to the players and to Smith. We can actually play well and get, get the three points at the same time. Uh, as you say, the only 
a gripe you could have is Villa could be more, more ruthless. The Newcastle there for the taking, they could have got three or four. Wesley had one on a play, should have scored. And yeah, they'll, they'll take that into the games coming up now. But yeah, I thought Smith was bold from, from the outset. He knows what the Villa fans want. I want to see blood and thunder on the pitch, go out, go out the opposition teams, whereas before, under previous regime, it'd be set up not to lose. So, which what Newcastle did yesterday. Um, yeah, I couldn't fuck the displays. Having Jack Grealish back in there, just, it's a, he's a serious footballer now. Start taking him seriously. Um, he does it time and time again. Forget the England nonsense. He's, he's Villa's main man, and um, he did it last night. Got Man of the Match award. Carragher and Neville absolutely loving him, and yeah, he was there for the millions to watch on the box at home. Just how good he is. So start taking him seriously now. He's not just this, this, this pansy who goes over, falls over all the time. He's, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. Out of this world stats, most touches. Deesmith said on Friday. It's his happy place. I was thinking, what's he on about there? But I mean, shortly stuff out there. It's like a kid in a park. It's it's uh, great to watch. And now he stepped up to the Premier League now, as if it's with ease. I can do this. As I've said to you before, he's a bit tentative on it at the start yeah. of the year, thinking, oh, I don't want to make any mistakes. Everyone's watching me. But now he's, he's like, yes, this is quite easy. And then I'm, I'm going I'm to do, do the business which he did last night. So yeah, getting more goals in the games, and he needs more goals. To his game now, as you mentioned, but these big, big stages he relishes these. The Emirates, he, he loved playing against there. Old Trafford this weekend, he's going to love that. Um, Chelsea at the Bridge, yeah, and you'll he, target the Leicester game in a few weeks as well to show I'm better than Madison. I'm, 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 I'm the real deal. So having him back, I can't speak highly. I mean, it's so, it's, so good, isn't it? It's interesting that you mentioned this, this happy place because kind of I was set up high in the, in the Trinity um, for the match and. You know, we all we know that Dean win, lose or draw stands by the tunnel yeah, and, yeah. and gives everybody a handshake. And it was Jack, and I, I don't think he was doing it deliberately to kind of over milk the acclaim. He's a last man off the pitch, little friendly wave up to the galleries, and a big kind of big grin on his face. Big, you know, takes his shirt, shirt off, off, gives it to um, gives it to a kid on the front row of the, the Trinity. Um, Big embrace with with Dean Smith yeah. with a with a, a kind of big smile on his face, and it is it is his happy place, and it's it's such a nice kind of mutual appreciation mm. society. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I've said this before, <clears throat> Villa fans, the connection that they've got with this team. I know there's a lot of new signings, but the team that that's got them in the back in the Premier League, and the team that's got them proud again. Yep. It's such a it's such a lovely feeling. Um, Particularly on Grealish, bit bit of name dropping. I mentioned to you lads that his dad sorted out uh, one of Jack's old trophies yeah. um, for my lad, and Jack signed the back of it. You know, best wishes. So he's giving it to Nets and Colts under 12s. It's oh, going to be right. for their yeah. their man of the match or their trainer of the week award. So just thank, thanks to Jack and his dad Kev for sorting that out. I was just saying that you know Jack probably earned that trophy back himself last yeah. night. We should have gone down and presented it yeah. with him because he was you know really strutting his stuff. Um, wanted to talk to you about. Conor Hurahan, because mm. for me, Villa fans would probably think, Matt, you're just talk, talking crap here. We're probably thinking that generally, to, to be honest, when they listen to me. I don't think Conor Hurahan has quite got to hero status yet with Villa fans, and yet I've not seen many goal-scoring midfielders down at Villa since you can probably count them on, on one hand. Yeah. In, in my time, and I'm talking over the last 30 years of watching Villa, you can probably say there's been Ian Taylor, there was James Milner, for a patch, mm. um, Platt, David, of course, David Platt. David Platt was, was, was the, the archetypal goal-scoring midfielder. How did I forget Platt? <laughs> um, other than that, 
I can't, there, ain't, there ain't many Villa, <clears throat> Villa players who hit double figures. No, incredible. For Aston Villa. Villa hat as well, didn't he, before? Yeah. Um, I think he's 26 goals now in 103 starts. Not a bad return, is it? One in five average. It's, it's remarkable. Obviously, we've got McGinn as well, who we, we hope is going to join that, join that crew as well. Yeah. But, Connor, he just... I don't know, am I being, am I being harsh? Do, do you feel that? Or do you feel that the, the, the love that he's due... He's, he's, he's finally getting love, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he come for a pittance, didn't he? Um, Steve Bruce signed him, funnily enough. But I tried to claim that. He really was claiming yeah, that one was, last yeah. night. He yeah. was, yeah, claiming that one. What about small victories, Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as for Hurahan... Uh, well, thank you. Thank you for signing. And McGinn. Yeah, cheers. Nice one. <laughs> um, he, he scores in spurts, doesn't he? I mean, he has the odd bad game, which I'll be honest, he's not that authoritative time and time again. Yeah. But, he, but when, he, when he comes in... He, I mean, he's doing it now. He's proving Dean Smith wrong. What he dropped me at Man City, uh, and he's come back firing again. Um, scored three for the season now. Should have scored one. Had um, one chalked off of Brighton, didn't he as well? Or Burnley was it? Uh, but he's got a knack of coming in and scoring and proving a point, which is uh, great to see. I hope, to, I hope to see him stick onto his shirt now, grab hold of his shirt, put in some more dominant displays, and um, show prove his worth, which he's doing. Um, that left foot of his. It can unlock defences, open cans of it. Uh, it's that good. Um, so that could be a really real weapon for Villa. There's a can of Stella up there, actually, oh, that? that I bought Dan for his birthday. So if he wants to come round and open that, you know, I'm, <laughs> much as I'm loving this tea. Um, yeah. is, think about Conor Hurran. I think, and I think he, you know, he, I, I think I'm right in saying he grew up in the, in the same part of Ireland as, as Roy Keane. Yeah, and yeah. He knew Keane because he. Knew King, did he? Did he? No, I think Sunderland trained. Was it Sunderland, yeah. was it? He ain't going to be... What I'm saying is, he ain't going to be Roy Keane. That's not in his mind. No, no. He's not got that aggressive streak. He's not going to go and be your enforcer. He's yeah. not going to go and stick his foot in and win you the ball. So I think sometimes, because because he's not that in-your-face player... You've got the game for that, haven't you? Yeah, and I think but sometimes, sometimes Hurrihan can kind of exist on the fringes of games. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what he's got to do. Not He's not got to turn into that kind of player, but when he is on the ball, when he's got dead ball situations, when he's got the ball in good areas to deliver from open play, yeah. he's got to make sure that time and time again, yeah. he's producing, he's producing, and he's producing. I think, like you say, he's tending to do that. He's tending to do that. Possibly... <laughs> He plays better at that first game back in the team. He does, yeah. Yeah, it does. You know, once he's in... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying he fades to nothing, but once he's once he's in, the second and third games, yeah. he don't quite seem to, no. to have that impact. No. So... Must have a little bit of anger. That's it. What do you do? dropped me, I'm going to show then you. Then he needs to bring, him, bring him off the bench after five minutes yeah. each game and, 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 and crank him into life like that. Yeah. Um, but, again, Jack Jack and Connor made this, this point last night on the interview that, that, that I saw them give that... If you've got Jack Grealish and John McGinn, who are amongst the most kind of marked men and, and fouled players yeah. on the pitch, and then you've got somebody who can deliver the way Conor Hurahan can deliver, yeah. set pieces are a big deal. I you see. know, in, in in games that are tight, if you can if you can if you can win on those margins, then it's quite a good combination to have. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're right. You mentioned it earlier about the way that 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 team was set up mm. last night, and I think Nakamba has been a real star. In the, in the, the early stage, stage of the season, for Villa to be blessed with that many midfield op, field mm-hmm. options yeah. in a position where you know Villa have been great at signing centre halves down the years, and we'll come to that in a, in a minute. 
Central midfielders, not so much. You know, we've had, I'm probably going to be a bit harsh on some of the names I'm talking about here, but we've had Karimel Almadi, we've had Yakuba Silla. Yeah. Um, you know, give me some. Ashley Westwood split split opinion for 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 the seasons that he is at Villa. Now, I mean, Henry Henry Lansbury, I think he's he's on the verge. He's on the brink of of that breakthrough. Yeah. He ain't getting that team no, any, no, no. anytime soon. No. What a what a nice position to be in. Yeah, it's uh, blessed blessed with so much talent in the engine room, which is good to see. Even McGinn was upstairs last night. Yeah. McGinn of all people. I don't think McGinn's been brilliant for the last couple of games, <laughs> no. but he was still he pretty still could have scored twice. He exactly. was still involved. He was still yeah. Says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, I mean, he's yeah, scored 10, 10 in twenty club and country. McGinn. All the focus on him before the game. He's pulling up trees for Scotland, and he's been outdone by the Irishman who yeah. ended up coming from the cold. Um, well, I think it's brilliant from McGinn yeah. just fading out just before the January transfer window because he, he loves Villa so much. Yeah. You don't want anybody yeah. to come knocking. No. He's like, no, I don't listen. I don't want your phone ringing, yeah. Dino. I'm just going to chill out for a, a bit. Seven out of ten. Let Connor and Jack take yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do, mate. <laughs> but yeah, quality. Just I've got, I've got a goal threat in the middle of as well. Even Douglas Ruiz had, had a shot earlier. Yeah. Got a great save. He's. A, I, I thought his name was Shoot. Oh yeah, I think it's all over here. When he's got the ball, it's Shoot. Douglas Ruiz. Could be picking up off the off the defence. Shoot. But no, no, yeah. Got got goals in abundance there. And um, yeah, brilliant. Cent- central defence. We've got um, Ezri Konza has made it yeah. into the, the starting lineup, and as is the way, had to wait until Bjorn Engels picked up a knock. Probably, probably one of the best of an average bunch at Wolves, to be honest. Yeah, he was. Um, at Molyneux last time out, and fair play to Dean Smith. I actually thought he'd restore Engels, even as well as Konza had played. I thought he'd restore Engels because he kind of got this uni set set up. Yeah, but he's coming, and again, you know, the, the kid, the kid ain't played in the Premier League. No, no. Premier League before, but yeah. didn't seem to phase him. 22-year-old, got, got a real swagger about him. Wears his socks high up, looks like a continental centre-half, loves it. Uh, strolls out of defence, looking the real deal. And yeah, I mean, he's not, not, not flummoxed at all, is he? He's so cool on the ball. Um, slotted in there really well. He had to be patient as well, hasn't he? Must have yeah. been frustrating for him. Big money move in the summer. Smith lauded him up as a future England international. He's had to play the old Carabao Cup game and took his chance at Wolves last week. Didn't put a foot wrong for me. Um... And yeah, Smith said afterwards yesterday, he said uh, Engels trained this week, had a decision to make, I thought Conta played well against Wolves, kept his place and last night didn't put a foot wrong again. Alongside Mings, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Mings had a bit of a funny game last night, I thought he was overdoing the passes sometimes, shanking a few clearances, but he'll get his head back on, he's, he's crucial to Villa. They've got the options there, haven't we? Engels coming back in, I mean... There's Courtney Horse who can't get a game who's looked solid in the cup games. Yeah, well stocked in that position and constant well. I think I think the thing with um I mean let's 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 put it in context. They're gonna play better strike forces oh, God, yeah. than Newcastle United, aren't they? Yeah. And probably not until Andy Carroll came on and they looked for the big diagonal to Carroll. Yeah. Did Conser really have a great no. deal to do. Um but you've still got to get in there and get it done. Ming Ming's to me was an interesting one because I think it was so comfortable for Villa in the first half. Newcastle posed such little threat mm. and didn't really have any any intention or any kind of desire to go and, and take Villa on. That almost a bit of complacency yeah, can yeah. creep in a little bit yeah. and a bit of lazy passing and gave the ball away a few times. I think it took that little kind of... And that rolled into the start of the second half. Newcastle started brighter and Villa yeah. was still a little bit kind of lackadaisical, if you like. It wasn't until... 
that first 10 minutes had gone that Villa thought, listen, we, we might not be playing against the best team in the Premier League, but we're playing against another Premier League team. We've got to be at this, otherwise things... All it takes is a goal, isn't it? And I think once, once they'd sharpened up, yeah. and I think then they're playing at that tempo and things come naturally and Mings is playing the ball naturally and he's not having to kind of stroke it, he's just playing it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I think, I think that helped. So I think it's, as silly as it sounds, it's, to me, God, I'm like a bloody... Amateur, amateur coach here, but when my lad plays football on a Sunday and he plays as a defender, I think you need to be anxious. I think you need anxiety Definitely. as a defender. You need to always panic and fear, yeah. what's the worst that can happen here? <laughs> Do you know right, what I mean? Yeah. You need to be checking over your shoulder. You need to be kind of yeah. knowing where everybody is. I think once you've got that bit of anxiety, it just sharpens, yeah, sharpens your performance. That, so I'm sure Tyrone Mings, who's an England international, will really welcome Matt Kendrick, <laughs> soccer dad, for uh, his, insight, <laughs> his insightful analysis here. But uh, yeah, be anxious, be anxious. Yeah. Um, another one I wanted to do, we're not going to go through and talk, talk player by player, but um, your man up front, uh, Wesley, yeah. uh, continues to... To, to split opinion, we've spoken about him at length before, so I don't, I don't think we need, we need chapter and verse about him. But just on the basis of last night, what did, what did you think of him last night? I like his haircut. <laughs> his hair there. <laughs> that's uh... enough, and that's the Wesley last <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's gone for the uh, tough man, hard man look. Um, I didn't... Some of us have no choice, mate. No. Good. <laughs> Not because I'm an hard man, just because I'm bald, basically. Just before anybody tries to offer me out. Uh, yeah. Other than. Good observation skills. Though. You've got Constable in his socks up. You've got Wesley. Yeah. Uh, this sounds like a thing you might have missed. Pace for me, Yeah. Um, yeah. So sports in the uh, the old uh, Brazilian R nine skinhead, but he, uh, he didn't finish locking. Where you go? I know. Yeah. The old Brazilian. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's put on a plate by Hurricane Winner. He should have scored, man. But um, he's working hard, isn't he? Uh, the crowd are loving that. Give him his due. All, your, all, your, all the crowd wants a bit of graft. Um, he's hard up there. Smith Smith praised him afterwards. He said, um, he occupied three centre-halves. Which, don't forget, he's up there on his own. He's in three centre-halves. He, he's not this one-man battering ram expected to get the ball into feet, turn around, put one on the floor, put one in top corner. He's, he's got to, It's going to come. Um, we haven't seen the best of him yet, so he's still learning the game as a, as a one-man tar- striker. So, yeah, patience is, patience is a good thing. I think you're right. I think you can be guilty of expecting him to be. I've got an image of... Um... Stan, Stan Collymore now, not in the uh, not in a Villa shirt, in a Forest shirt, kind of roll, getting the ball, rolling defenders, doing it all himself, yeah. sweeping finishes, all that. Exactly. Even Stan Collymore had Brian Roy and Pierre Van Hooydonk yeah. and a foil up there. Yeah. Wesley's got to. Yeah. He, he's got to get the. You know, he's the man who's the focal point. He's making the ball stick. I don't think we can expect him to be the one who's delivering all the goals. No. But Wesley's played up top and tried to get um, Jack in around him. Tried yeah. to get. Oh, Garzian around him. McGinn's got forward a few times. So, he's played his part in that team. Yes. It might only have been a 2-0 win, but it could have been a 5-0, 6-0. Villa are creating enough yep. and providing he's got that support. Yeah. And he's getting chances. He's had a yeah. chance last night. He'll take a yeah. few of them. Yeah. Um, he's, he's go-to... He's trademark now, isn't he? He pins the defender back. There's yeah. loads of room for him. Um, so, he protects the ball. He waits for players to get up with him. And that, that seems to be his go-to trademark for him at the moment. So he's he's more of a link-up link-up striker, as you know. The four goals he has scored, he took him, took him five touches. So with service, yeah, he will he will score. So it's a shame he didn't take that one last night. That was yeah. a guilty chance, yeah. wasn't it? Should should have took that, but never. And yeah, I mean, another tough game against you. Harry Maguire's coming up, yeah. and um, the, some of the best defenses in the league. So don't forget, he's only turned twenty-three today. So he'll be learning the game. 
Du skal have with him. I mean, it'll be Is it right. birthday today? Birthday today, yeah. So shout it, mate. Oh, God. Dan, you know that kind of stellar and then frazzles that I gave for your birthday, mate? Huh? You don't mind here. If I... <laughs> I ain't giving them Wesley, mate. I'm just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I didn't want to talk about this, but I think we've got to talk about it. And uh, Villa fans, if you didn't want to talk about it, why are you talking about it? It's our podcast, so we're talking about it. Yeah. The Bruce Factor. Yeah. Last night. Now, I felt that the Villa fans played it just perfectly. Kind of didn't really acknowledge that nah. he was there. So, I don't mean that in a harsh way, but it didn't need to be about no, Bruce no. last night. It was it was about getting the three points. It was about beating a side around Villa. It was about Villa getting over a run of defeats and getting some confidence back. And I just thought it was kind of a nice understated that didn't, didn't boo him, and I don't think he should have been booed because, no. although it ended on a sour note, I think he did his best. He did, he did his absolute best to steady the ship and get Villa back. Um, so yeah, I just I thought I was, I was really proud of the Villa Park crowd for the way that they played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, obviously that, that's all him after get Algarzi second. Didn't yeah, they? I mean I think I've... what to score, Bruce, what to score, but um... I didn't think they overdid it though. No, you know, you just sort of wasn't it in yeah. the end, and towards the end of the game, and the result was in the bag. Dean Smith, give us a wave. And I, then, thought was, I thought that was... That, that was the... I mean, I know Bruce, you're in the press conference. You're just yards away from him. I know Bruce at the end of the... the in his press at the end said, no, nah, it didn't hurt him. Yeah. I'm over that. But, you know, looking at his face as he, as he kind of trudged down the touchline and I think seeing the whole end giving giving Dino the acclaim yeah. and Dino with a little kind of modest and modest wave back, I think that was just... That was the biggest statement for me. That yeah. was more... That said more to me than... Brucey, Brucey, what's yeah. the score? Yeah. That said more to me than pelting the fella with you, the, the Sainsbury shopping trolley full of veg. That said more yeah. to me than booing him. Didn't need any of that. Uh, I don't think. I mean, I, I did watch watch Bruce walk down to to the dugout before the before mm. the game. I mean, pat on the back from Dean Smith, a little bit of banter with John Terry and stuff. But I don't think the crowd really noticed no, no. or didn't applaud, didn't didn't boo or anything. No. Um, I think it's a, a statement that. Time moves on. Definitely. Dean Smith, you know. give his thumb up to the crowd, little subtle gesture. Yeah, everyone's moved on. Everyone's Villa for better off now. Yeah, we just move forward, don't we? How did he come across in the press at the end, bro? Um, like a face like a slapped uh, so-and-so, <laughs> to be honest. He was absolutely doing... Oh, that when he's happy? Yeah, he's doing when he was. Um, <laughs> I don't think he was just swallowing his pride kind of thing, but he wasn't happy with his Newcastle players. Um, and yeah, he said the result because it was at Villa Park didn't hurt him. He said he was just disappointed with the result and that the way the players performed. Yeah, he said he reiterated to me, no, 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 we've gone past that now. We moved on. Villa's a good, good club. I did my best for two years, enjoyed my time. I'm at Newcastle now, so yeah, everyone's moved forward for the better. We can't do a podcast today without talking about Pukegate. I know we mentioned Pukegate. it briefly at the start of the thing, but. I didn't actually see it, um, the, the situation. So, what? Go on, Ash, you Matt give us an eyewitness account. Um, so he's, uh, he's on all. F- the player's going on. He's by the tunnel edge, it's just inside the, the, the pitch and the touchline. He's, he's, he's um, crouched down on all fours. What's he doing there? And then uh, he's, he's, he's like. Um, he's like. He's like what do you call it? Um, Retch, he was. And then. Uh, we used what, to say singing down the big white telephone, <laughs> we did. Or Ralphin, we used to call Ralphin, it. Ralphin, yeah. <laughs> And he's had, had a couple of goes. The third time, it's just all come out like water or something. And I don't know, it was like yesterday's porridge was coming up. It was horrible. <laughs> and uh, so he's, he's gone up. He's had a bit of water. The doctor's treating him, treating him. 
and he's carried on and they just left the sick there I was just waiting for someone to slide into that in the second half see what I should have done like at our school they used to just put a bit of sawdust <laughs> yeah, on it yeah 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 and do it like that they should have they should have done it like that it's, that's disgusting fair play to him for carrying on carried though. on yeah is it Tommy Johnson did it before Tommy Johnson did it yeah back in back in the 90s when you two were, were still little whippersnappers yeah um, I think it was anxiety I can't remember the game yeah um, but yeah he held up his breakfast and um, carried on playing you know yeah. so Fair play. I mean, you see that on Sunday mornings, don't you? I you mean, do, you yeah. still play Sunday. Yeah. You see that down, on, do that down on the park pitches, but that's normally kind of, you know, 10 points of Stella <laughs> and a Biriani coming out in yeah, it, which yeah, yeah. I can't believe Villa's nutritionist would give that to Matt Target um, <laughs> be, before yeah. the game. So, now nah, fair play. to he's, he's an interesting one, Target, for me, because it ain't been the most conventional starts for him. He's had stop-start with injuries. Yep. He's puked on the pitch. Um but I like him. I do. I like him down. I like him down that that left yeah. flank and yeah. playing some lovely stuff down there. Yeah. Last night and we've, you know, we've been raving about Jack and I remember Brian Jones when you spoke to him a couple of weeks ago talking about the weight of pass. Yeah. And there was an example of that last night where Jack picked a, a, a lovely little pass and targets come back. Was it the one? Was it the one for Wesley that was that was saved? I can't remember. I can't mm. remember. Which, which, down that left. That was down that Can't remember which, side, which yeah. chance it was. But um, no, he's. Uh, Understated, but I think, I think he's, so, yeah. he's going to be a, be a popular player down there because, you know, we've spoken about central midfield being a problem position. Left back's not been that great. I mean, this was done by the fact we had to kind of choose that team of the decade yeah. um, from from this decade, yeah. and couldn't think of you know other than than Warnock. Um, you going back to like Freddie Boomer? Like yeah, that, I don't think. Fair. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we've, we've really had a, a great player in that position. So so he's been really good. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention last night, I had a, a, a message from Villa in the middle of the night um, from Mick Dale. Uh, I don't know whether you know Mick, who's the, the tour, tour, guide, tour, guide. tour guide extraordinaire. Yeah. And he was in the programme last night because he's 60 uh, on Friday. And I just wanted to kind of give... Brilliant. I mean, we... Listen, we will do dedications. Um, we'll get get Ash to do a, you know, a singer gram or something like that, or I'll do a stripper gram if it's a special <laughs> occasion, like a bar mitzvah or something like that. Yeah. But I wanted to give a sh- big shout out to, to Mick Dale because to me he, he's a guy who epitomises Aston yeah. Villa, what Aston Villa should be like as a as a family right. club. Um, Sixty, I think he is on on Friday. You now he's got a, you know he's got a weekend planned with he, with his family. So, big shout out, Mick. Many happy returns. I know that, that Villa got that victory for you last night. Um, but yeah, I don't know whether people have had the pleasure of going on one of Mick Dale's tour guides. But um, as exciting as it is seeing behind the scenes at, yeah. at Villa Park and going into the, the the unseen areas and the dressing room and the the corridors that we wouldn't normally see, yeah. the way Mick delivers it with some of his stories and some of his some of his gags. Uh, he did admit to me last night when he spoke to me that he, he's nicked our grocery misconduct gag um, to talk about cabbage gag. But you, you're welcome to that, Mick. That's probably your birthday present unless you want to share a can of Stella and a packet of frazzles with, with Dan Rollinson and Wesley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a really, really great guy. So I just wanted to kind of give him, give him a, a big shout out. Well, Ash, England, England's number three. or number four is he now? Was, was back in action last night. It surprised me. I thought, um, I mean, obviously we get our injury updates from uh, from Villa's reserve goalkeeper speaking to the, yeah. the Norwegian press nowadays, but, you know, <laughs> needs must. Um, <laughs> I thought he'd be out for another couple of weeks. God, you know, that's the last time I rely on you all, Jen. Yeah. Um, he was back, back between the sticks. Made some important saves, but I, I just got the sense that it gives you that kind of security anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, Heaton's in goal. 
He's like, I've got this aura about him. I've got this. Don't worry, lads. I'm, I'm here, basically. <laughs> I think the players feel that as well. Big Tom Eaton's in goal for yeah. us. Massive uh, character in the dressing room. He's huge around the body, more co- training complex as well. And the lads spoke, I mean, yes, yes, Hurahan grabbed all the plaudits and whatnot yesterday, but a few of the lads gave Heaton a shout out, which says a lot about him. And he's, um, he's uh, yeah, just the, the, the effect he has on the club at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that save just after half time was crucial. He, he's got a similar to you. He's got a knack of coming up with with the goods when when Villa need him. Yeah. So whether that's through saves or being a, a, a calming voice back there for the likes of Mings and Conte in front of him. Yeah, I mean, he's coming pro- to priceless now. Something Villa needed and cried for a long time, isn't it? Between the sticks, it's mad, isn't it? And uh, this is not supposed to be a, a real slight or criticism of Jack Butland, but that was the one. Go get Butland. Go get oh, Butland. Twenty five million, thirty quid. You know, he's a, a good age. You know, and I know he's. Got a few, you know, yet to probably reach his prime compared to Heaton, who's a little bit older. Mm. But I think we've dodged one there, I and think I think so. I think Heaton was, and I think I think you've nailed it because it's not just him as how agile he is or how good no. he is at coming collecting crosses or saving or, or shot stopping. He's a presence, yeah, and he's vocal and he's got that experience. And I think been around the block, isn't it? I think I think that package and those are the moment. Last night, which it wasn't, you know, he did make that 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 fine save, and he was very reliable. But something I noticed, he just pinged this one ball out to Gilbert on the right flank. Mm. It was inch perfect, and I thought, well, and it wasn't, it wasn't a straightforward roll pass yeah. across the turf. It was a kind of proper kind of ping. I thought, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm having that. So I think that I think his distribution is something that because he's he's the all round package. Yeah. Perhaps overlook the fact that he can, you know. He can play, he can play a he's bit. He scored at Man U, wasn't he? So, he can play yeah. a bit as well. Um, he's got so much belief about him. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's just a calming, calming head back there. Yeah, um, as I was saying, so much belief in him. Can't fault him, can you? So, and I think as a goalkeeper as well, he's still, he's still he's relatively young, you know. There's no reason we can't get another four years out of him. Freedom, similar to that, um, isn't it? Yeah, so I think, uh, and again, I think it's that, it's that, because he's so self-assured, mm. he kind of that that spreads confidence oh, gotcha. to the back four, and that was an important save at that time because it, it was that time where Newcastle thought, "All oh, right, we've come to play football match. We've got to have a go for five minutes." <laughs> yeah. uh, and it, it, there was a bit of vulnerability about Villa, but came to the rescue. Yep. Um, so I think I think Villa would have probably lost at Wolves regardless to be honest I think Wolves, oh, were, God, yeah. Wolves were better and I think Villa were probably produced their, their, their least competitive performance of the season mm. um, but having said that it just shows the difference between Dean Smith having his A-team on the pitch yeah. and not having his A-team on the pitch which is it a recruitment issue I don't think Villa are going to go massive in January I think they'll look to give Wesley some more support and they may, may look to bring in some somebody else on the width in, in a bit more width but I think next summer, and I'm getting, ahead, I'm getting massively ahead of myself mm. next summer because until we know what division Villa are going to be in, can't recruit, plan to recruit massively for next summer. But I think, I think next summer it's where you take the next step. Then it's making sure that that you that your reserve team yeah. in all strong. positions. And we've said we've got a strong midfield, we've yeah. got a strong cent- central defence. Um, but I do think that you got to, you, you can't. Can't run before you can walk, no. and you've got to be spent 140 million. How much do we expect him to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. spend to to get a, yeah. a Premier League A team and a Premier League B team? But I think it is to me, it's it's making sure that we've got nailed on 
decent quality deputies in, in every position. Yeah. Um, which <sighs> brings me on. It doesn't necessarily bring me on. It's the worst segue in the world. Um, but I wanted to um, have a little look ahead to Sunday, um, Old Trafford. Yeah. See, this is this is why this is why we give you the job, Ash. Yeah. You know, bloody car fires and bloody robberies and stabbings and yeah. you know around Great Bar I mean that was you reporting on I'm not doing oh, yeah, it yeah. by Sorry, the way yeah. you know I'm not yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's all about mate yeah, it old, is, yeah. old Trafford on a Sunday well yeah. I'll be I'll be kind of devouring my Sunday roast in front of the television you'll be you'll be there yeah uh, theatre of dreams that's it um, Think Villa can go there and, and, and sneak something? Why not? Why not? I mean, Palace have done it this, done it this year. Man, you have looked a bit ropey um, away from my man and at home. Um, I watched the game last Sunday. Sheffield United, they were great for the uh, two 0 up. They were. Uh, man, you clawed the way back, and then Sheffield United grabbed an equaliser. So they are vulnerable, man. You, regardless. So I think Villa needs Villa now with the players back. Your Grealish is back. You mentioned Heaton there, going to places like the Old Trafford. Heaton's experience and Nouse. Even just in the winding down the clock moments, or just just be doing the right things at the right time, they're all vital. So Villa, they'll be buoyed by this by this win against Newcastle. Back on the winning trail, get to Old Trafford. I wouldn't say it's a free hit because I think Villa can can go there and cause problems. So Dean Smith will be pumping them up now with some belief, and you know, we can we can do the business there. We've got some of the most informed players in the league, in your Grealishes and whatnot. Uh, there's a little added incentive there for McGinn after all the paper talk man you wanted me you can, you can, you might have a little bit of a carrot to go at so yeah no fear for me um, go out there and just, just do what you did against Newcastle go at them yeah I think Dee Smith will do that as well we're debating off tape and off camera which I should pretend that I know about Man United won't we and <laughs> saying should I wing it um, I haven't seen a great deal of them this season. Mm. Now, I'm sorry about this. I should be more professional than this, but on a Sunday afternoon, I have to stick my kids, my son's wa- football washing in the washing machine. I have to, you know, load the dishwasher. You know, if I get anywhere near the telly, I, I might catch a bit of frozen or tangled or something like that. So, I mean, daughter's trying to get the control off me. Dad, can we watch the football? No, we're watching frozen or tangled. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm getting at basically is you tell me. Who who we need to who we need to fear really? It's the forward line, isn't it? Daniel James just started really well. The Welsh kid, rapid. Um, he was really good last week at Sheffield United. So it's the forward areas. Rashford coming in a bit of form now. But elsewhere, other than that, the midfield can be got at. Um, they're a very young team now while he's playing. So yes, they are talented. But I think Villa have got more um, of a team team spirit about them. Um, they can go there and cause problems. I think Villa have got a chance with Grealish on the pitch, regardless of who you're playing. Um, We've seen that for glimpses at, at the Emirates and the Etihad up until up until that goal. Um, Grealish is quality. I've said this. He's sensational at the moment. So he's, he's on the pitch. He's going to make things happen. Uh, he's going to really really relish playing at, at the Theatre of Dreams. Something he'll he, he'll want to go on. Do you think? No, I was just thinking about Old Trafford. And he's never known as the well, not for many years, known as this hostile environment. Anyway, no. it's a bit of a cliche. But do you think it is a case of frustrating that that crowd? Yeah. Boy, perhaps. You know they don't have to. Villa don't have to go gung ho, but we've seen them start start brightly. Uh, yeah. You know, at the Emirates, we've seen them start yeah. brightly brightly at Tottenham. So they have got the kind of confidence and the potential to to go and do that. Do you think that that's that's a key to what? Yeah. What, how Villa can achieve something. It's intriguing on though. Reckon they're bringing the camera back in, but giving it away from home against Man. Yeah. So you can't drop anyone, can you? So 
that'll tell you everything there is to, to know, really. It's uh, a big game for Hurahan. I know, sir. If he starts, because yeah. it's that second game second syndrome. Second game syndrome, you're right. Can you, you know, do it, can yeah. you do it at Old Trafford? Yeah. Um, I find it fascinating that, that, you know, I know I'm a bit after the event, but Villa have only just been in the, got in the Premier League, so forgive me for not talking about this sooner. How close Solskjaer came to managing I'll go Aston there. Villa. If you said that, he'd have actually become Manchester United manager. No. It's remarkable. Yeah. So close was your learner's man, wasn't it? Yeah. Back it, yeah. Flew him in, flew him in on the private jet back in the days where we used to have kind of airplane spotters on Twitter, kind <laughs> of pointing. I know that one. Yeah. I know the nose of that plane. I know that wing. That's a, that's a V4 4673. That's Randy's. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, mad. It, it's, it, it's interesting then, back then. Um, it came so close. I don't know what. What turned that? I mean, we'd be talking nostalgia here, but mm. I don't know what, what convinced that because he was nailed on to get it. Yeah. You know, we were close to, close to the Norwegian press back then and yeah. obviously they were feeding us a bit more from their end than we were getting getting, getting from our end. Mm. Um, it's different, I suppose, though, isn't it? If, if Man United come knocking. Yeah, we stayed at Moulder, didn't we? Then Cardiff, yeah. and then that yeah. wasn't very good, was it? And then, yeah, took over at Man U. Steadied the ship and got, got a tune out of him, but this year it's been a bit of pressure on him, hasn't there? I think this has been the last time that, um, that Aston Villa play at Old Trafford with um, Solskjaer in, and that's not because Aston Villa are going to get relegated. Mm, yeah. That's because I think I think Pochettino probably will be in there before before the uh, yeah. before the season's out. Um, so, with all due respect to the baby-faced assassin, um, <laughs> Solskjaer, let's hope that we we give him another little shove. Yeah. Shoved towards the door yeah. on, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no reason why we can't go, go there and get a result. Leaves me through. No fear. That's, that's his, that's his man, mantra. Uh, and yeah, just, just give the ball to Grealish. It, it'll, it'll work his magic. And yeah, looking forward to that one. That's what we've got come up for. Playing the grand stages of them all. And even like the, the, you've mentioned it, the Arsenal's the big ground this year. Villa, Villa have been more than competitive. Just, be a bit, just needs to be a bit more streetwise. Uh, on and off the ball. Um, obviously, there was undone at Man City. Next thing you know, three goals going just like that. Arsenal, they were naive as well. So they'll be trying to learn, learn from from the mistakes. Smith also spoke previously about um, going to a big place like that and getting results, getting the monkey off the back. So hopefully, they can do that now as well. So it's got a turn. You'd fancy Villa getting the results out of Man U or Chelsea. Um, so yeah, big week, and then um, Leicester a week on Sunday as well. So yeah. These are the games that we look forward to seeing. You got some questions for us, Dan? I have. <clears throat> we'll do these pretty quick fire because we've kind of talked about some of these topics anyway. Okay. So, the first question is from a guy called Villa Mad. He says, Wesley, please discuss. That's all he says. Patience for me. Patience. You know, if, if Villa were losing matches every week, which I know they were, <laughs> they were two weeks ago. Yeah. Villa were losing matches every week and they were marooned at the bottom of the um, the Premier League. I think you could say this striker's not fit for purpose if he's, if he's part of it, but he's scoring goals, he's trying to hold the ball up, he's trying to learn his game in the glare of the Premier League. I think we've got to, got to be patient, we've got to give him a chance and we've got to give him some support with a, a, either a foil to play up, up with him in January or somebody who can take take the burden off him in, in yeah, January. So just keep backing him, yeah. Keep backing him. He'll work hard for you. And he's got four goals already. I know. I know they haven't been all like brand spanking performances, but I mean, just back him. I mean, Villa, yeah, turn the corner now. Hopefully, yeah. so over the Christmas period, he gets a couple more, yeah. gets that confidence going again, and just back him. Be patient, as you say. Yeah. I mean, I can quite confidently say he's my favourite ever Aston Villa Brazilian international. So, yeah. what more is there to say than that? 
Uh, Ethan Woodward says, what do we need in January? What do we need in January? Well, Ashley's going to be a dad, so yeah. he probably needs yeah. some, sli- some sleep, sleep yeah. some nappies. One on the way. Uh, some, a, a can of Stella and a packet of Frazzles. <laughs> um, go on, after you. Um, yeah, so I don't think Villa would be that busy in January. They, they, they did all the work in the summer. So hopefully they'll be just fine, fine-tuning the players who haven't been involved. Hotter, forgot about him. Yeah. He'll come in, hopefully, and add, add his worth. Um, Trezor guys, I haven't seen the best of him yet. Yeah, he scored back-to-back goals, so he's been in and out. Um, just getting a, a tune out of the players who aren't playing, I suppose, and the likes of Hurahan stepping up to the plate, which they have been doing. There might be in the market for a, another wide man, perhaps. Um, I'll see what Codge is doing. Yeah. Codge's contract's running down, but just be fine tweaks. If a bargain comes available, whether a loan or a, or just a, yeah, just a bargain buy, I think they'll, they'll, they'll take it. But they're not in no rush to for any business. So yeah, they don't. They, I don't think they're going to go big. They've spent heavily last summer. I don't think they need to go big this in, in January. I think there's still FFP still a consideration, even though they're on the print back on the Premier League gravy mm. train because it's taken into account the the last two years still, I believe, as well as this season. Um, a striker, they need they need a striker to, to give to take a bit of the burden off Wesley. Um, you know the latest link at the weekend, obviously, was this kid at, at Liverpool, this this Ryan Brewster, who I've heard good things about. Mm. Um, somebody described him as a young Jermaine Defoe, which I'd, I'd quite like to take a little bit of that. Um, might get to see him ourselves at Villa Park in, yeah, the, yeah, uh, so. in the in the cup quarter final. Uh, I can categorically say that they won't be signing anybody from Glasgow Rangers. No. Um, so you know, there's been been a couple of players linked there yeah. um, by various uh, media outlets, but uh, I'm led to believe they won't be bringing anybody in from Rangers. So um, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I think it's. Um, I think it's the, the thing Ash nailed it kind of it's tweaks and it, it's fine tuning. Villa have already with last summer spending. Are these quick fire ones weren't they? Villa have already with with last last uh, summer spending spree kind of um, put together a very competitive, I'd pr- say, Premier League fourteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fourteen, so, fifteen. Um, so, and I'm, I'm confident that's going to be enough to keep them in the Premier League for for another another season. How good was Douglas Luiz yesterday? Had a few errant plays on the ball, but he seems to be growing into his own at Villa now. Yeah, Douglas Luiz, bit of a maverick, isn't he? Um, I don't know if his name is Shoot. Shoot every time he gets the ball, but um, yeah, I mean, he played in the Anchorman role yesterday. He's got an attacking edge to him as well. He does dawdle on the ball now and again when he picks it up, a bit too casual at times, but I mean, he's a great option in there, goal threat. Knows his way around the football field and um, a great technician as well. So, I mean, he looks a great ball at 15 million. He can do a number of positions, play number eight, he can play defensive if needs be. So, yeah, yeah, he's been solid solid today and he'll be able to build, build on it. I think he's going to be my second ever fa- favourite <laughs> Aston Villa Brazilian international, to be honest. But I echo what Ash says, you know, looks very calm sometimes. <laughs> the calmest man in the ground. If, God, yeah. if only somebody would shout, Douglas at him rather than shoot. He might get a warning that somebody's about to nick the ball off his toes. But yeah. I think he's yeah, I think he's growing in confidence. I think young, young, really young, young lad as well. Yeah, so. I think he's um, yeah, I think he's good. I think Villa have got two. We talked about how strong they are in the defence in the central midfield positions. I think they've got two strong DMs there in terms of mm-hmm. um, Nakamba and Douglas Louise, Considering neither of them have got. Premier League experience really behind them. Behind them, I think they've they've adapted, adapted very really well. well and really quickly. Yeah. I'm not sure either of you two will have the answer to this one. It's an interesting point from James. He says, having dropped a lot of points and conceded 16 goals in the second half of games, how do we sort that out? Do you want me to go back to my um, Sunday morning yeah, yeah, football analysis? 
Um, I don't know, you know. <laughs> There's my Sunday morning football analysis. <laughs> I think it's really difficult. I don't think it's, it doesn't seem to be a fitness issue, particularly. I think it's just a kind of law of averages in some of the games where they've had to concede ground and concede possession. If people bang on your door so many times, eventually they're going to they're going to going to find a way through. Yeah. Um, I think Ash has said in how this equates to what people do on a football pitch. I don't know, but I agree that they need to be they need to be more streetwise. They need to be a bit savvier about kind of killing games off by winding the clock down. By you know. And they've got a two-goal advantage last night, so you don't particularly need to, to wind the, call, the, the clock down. You could probably go and try and get that extra goal. They tried as well, didn't they? Um, Wesley yeah, could, could have wrapped it up with the third, so they, yeah. they tried to wrap it up last night. But as for, as for late goals, you're up against quality opposition in the last few weeks. Yeah. Liverpool had so much possession in the second half, they're dragging you out, making you more tired. Yeah. And um, chasing the ball is always harder than working with the ball, isn't yeah. it? So they found it tough against the bigger team, which is any, anyone will struggle yeah. there, wouldn't they? So, yeah. I think again it probably comes down to having that outlet in, in the end of games when you've got Wesley who's been a, a bit of a kind of a lone warrior, you know, and naturally you're going to get you're going to step back and, and 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 defend deeper as as the as the the clock winds down, and then you're relying on a very tired, battered kind of worn out Wesley to be your main man yeah. who's up front on his own making the ball stick, and that that's that's not that easy. So perhaps. We, we saw earlier in the season we'd at least got Keenan Davies who we who could come on and, and, and try and be that man who backs, backs the ball stick and yeah. gives Villa a bit of respite. They haven't got anybody to do that at the moment. Um, so, was that a bit of a... Did we waffle enough there to, yeah. to, to aim, answer James? Happy with that waffling? Sorted. Final question for me. Explain this monstrosity of a T-shirt, please. What, Rudolph? When's this, is this, going, this, is the, this is the Christmas Eve podcast, isn't it? Is that when it's going out? <laughs> Going out today. November. Is it? Um, yes, it's. I was going to think of a real festive reason. It's because I sound like a real male show and his pig now. Um, my wife, my wife didn't iron me a shirt. <laughs> didn't didn't iron me a shirt this morning. So the, the nearest thing within range was um, my Rudolph pajama top. And pajama top. I think it is a pajama top. Yeah. So. Can we? Uh, I'm sorry about that. You've, you've made me feel really, really shy and embarrassed. Can we also clarify that I'm sitting on the floor as well, and I'm not like three foot because you're looking down on me at the moment. Uh, like, yeah. no, it looks weird. No, we, we're looking down on you, mate. That, that's that's the way we. That's why we see you. To be honest, it's. Uh, <laughs> no, you are. We, we're not. We're not. Uh, this is not being um, filmed and edited by um, by Warwick Davis. Uh, we can confirm that. <laughs> Can we wrap this up as well? Because my knees are getting a little bit sore. We now. did warn you that, mate. We did warn you. As soon as you turn twenty-four, all your joints and all your uh, all your your body starts to creak. Uh, yeah. So that was <laughs> <laughs> that was you know when you you do a pilot episode and you're not really sure you're going to get get a series. Give us a second series. <laughs> Give yeah, me yeah. a second series, you mother. Um, <laughs> that was that was part one of our of our new and we'll let you decide whether it's improved uh, Aston Villa podcast. Claret and Blue. Uh, we are the new version of Alive Notza. Crap name, great concept. Um, but we're back. We want you to get involved. We've got. We're going to be on Dan. Do you want to tell us the podcast channels that people can find us on? It's on Acast, Spotify. Apple Podcasts and YouTube. So a lot of things to follow and, and keep up with. There you go. So we'll try and kind of infiltrate your feeds uh, any way that we can. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. We hope it's um, 
past it's help, help, help it's past your commute or your, your whatever you're up to I hope, I hope you've enjoyed our company and we'll be back every week uh, sometimes even twice a week um, so look out for that thank you very much